Alrighty, welcome to my very first, my first ever solo podcast here at, I've just decided to call the podcast Jamie Smith's Training Model. I want to call it uh, Team Meeting. Uh, that's that's what I want to call it long term, um, depending on how this thing rolls and, and sort of my plans with just everything with business and life and strength culture and my new direction and all of that sort of thing. I think I'll get to a point where I can flip the, the name of this podcast to team meeting, but for the time being, it's just going to be uh, Jamie Smith's training model. Obviously, my new business venture, which is training model, which we're going to get into today and discussing all of that sort of stuff. But um, I think it's just the easiest placeholder name for the time being. Um, so... Who knows, maybe at around episode 100, we might flip it over to just team meeting. But um, firstly, I just want to say thank you very much for tuning in. Um, obviously, uh, this is something that I've, I'm actually quite nervous. I don't know why I'm nervous. I'm nervous to sit here and just talk. I know I can talk I, I, uh, in, in terms of just like myself and just riffing and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, if anyone's ever been in any of my online mentorships or my my online education processes you know how often I say that I hate zoom and I hate the process of educating through zoom and the reason is half the time because I just feel like I'm just speaking to myself into the abyss even though I could have I don't know anywhere between five to to 38 or 37 was actually the 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 most that I ever got in one of my courses, but even though I could be speaking to between five and 37 people on the actual call, I always just feel like it's just me speaking to a, a screen. Um, so I know I can do this, but I am actually quite nervous for today. So uh, if I if I stumble around a little bit, please bear with me. It's my first crack at this. I'm brand new. I'm a beginner when it comes to this sort of stuff. So um, yeah, I am a little bit nervous. But yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Um, Currently, this is only going to be an audio podcast. I am filming this as as I talk, um, just so that I can get some cuts and stuff for Instagram, get that clout, you know how it goes. But um, over time, potentially, I may turn this into a video-based podcast as well. But for the time being, this will only be an audio podcast. So thank you very much for tuning in wherever you're listening through. I'm assuming it's Spotify, but... Uh, thanks to Joe Rogan, he really did push a lot of the, the market over there for podcasting. But wherever you're tuning into, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate it. And I also appreciate you just checking in with this the stuff that I have going on at the moment. Um, I'm going to start this episode with just sort of like, how, how did I get here? How did I get to um, where I'm currently at with my sort of attitude towards business and my career and sort of what my aspirations are now moving forward. And it kind of all just goes back to um, coming out of COVID. So uh, not to sound like a broken record with this sort of stuff, but um, it's it's only been recently have I realized how much of an impact um, those lockdowns and, and the f- quote unquote freezing of my business was for uh, what felt like a, a complete two-year process. Obviously, in Melbourne, if you're, if you're not from Melbourne and you're listening to this, we had, I think, the most extreme lockdowns of any country or any city in the world. Um, we had very long stints, upwards of like 16 weeks, three of them. Um, and it, it, it took a huge toll on 
uh, not just myself and my attitude to work and my attitude to business, but um, I think just as a whole in sort of our direction with what is the main business strength culture. And um, I, I really feel like it took me until June this year, and we'll get into why that month itself is a bit of an important landmark for me. But um, I think I feel like it, it took me until June this year. So like 18, almost two years um, since we quote unquote came out of of COVID for me to really begin to find my feet again with my my motivation. Um, I had a lot of personal things going on um, that we may eventually talk about within these podcasts and all of that sort of stuff because I do plan on being a little bit more personal um, with this show, but um, with this meeting, this team meeting. But um, it, it took me nearly two years to sort of begin to find my feet again. And there was a few things that I want to unpack uh, around that. And I, again, we're just eventually getting to why I'm sitting here and starting this podcast. But coming out of COVID, uh, we obviously moved the gym, which was awesome. Uh, the facility is so much better. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm quote unquote, the landlord. I own the place now. So I feel a lot more stable and secure in our direction long term. We won't be moving again. I have no plans on moving again. Uh, we actually had a question whether or not I'd want to open a second gym, but absolutely not. Like I don't, that's not a, a long goal for me. I'd like to buy the place next door and knock the wall down and make the gym bigger. We'll see how we go with that. But for the most part, I, I don't want to move us again or, or whatever. I think that uh, where we want to take our brand and our direction, and this has been part of what my role has been for the last two years, um, is, is trying to develop our overall brand so that we have more opportunities for us to grow our sort of income and diversify what we do as a business. And we don't just want to be coaches. Obviously, we want to coach and, and coach long term. Um, and that's the, always going to be the mainstay of what we do. But we want to expand our opportunities and actually begin to develop a brand that's quote unquote bigger than us, which I think we're on the path to doing, but we're still a, a, a long ways away. And, and for the past two years, that's been my main focus. I, I completely stepped back um, or, or stood back from from coaching myself uh, with my clients and all of that sort of stuff. And coming out of COVID, it was a big shift for me to be like, all right, I want to make this work and, and grow what we can do here. And that's been a lot of what you've probably seen from Strength Culture uh, has been that new direction for us, which is like our podcast, which is almost at 100 episodes, which is awesome. If you listen to the Strength Culture podcast, thank you very much for checking into that. Number one in the hearts, number one in the charts. But um, that was been, that's been a big part of that. We've now had... Uh, I think we've had like 115,000 audio plays on the 98 episodes, but uh, that doesn't include all the YouTube plays as well. There's probably another 50 to 100,000 um, YouTube plays as well. So the, the podcast has grown and it's been really good and it's been fantastic for our brand. And I feel like we expanded our community a lot through that, which has been awesome. And I, I would see that as a huge success of something that um, we've been focusing on and I've been focusing on. I think that there's still areas that we can improve with that. And we've definitely taken the foot off the, the gas a little bit in terms of trying to grow it. But that that motivation, that fire is definitely coming back. Um, so that's been a big part of uh, the shift. Our overall just social strategy and working closer with Donnie and, and, and taking Donnie on in more of a, like a, more of a marketing uh, direction and how we're attacking that sort of stuff has been a big focus for myself over the last two years, as well as developing the gym uh, and growing our, just our general membership. Um, and then alongside all of that from Strength Culture, I've obviously been doing some 
uh, online education things, mainly my online mentorship, which I've taken three intakes with, and that just wrapped up two weeks ago. So thank you very much to the final group that jumped through there. But um, I obviously was uh, trying to find my, I guess, find my feet with becoming an online mentor for, for coaches, young coaches and, and, and personal trainers and people in the industry that want to sort of learn from me and my experience. Um, I've now been in the industry for 12 years, but trying to push more of those opportunities for myself in my personal development. So that's really what I've been focusing on for the last two years. And I've actually, I've, I've struggled a lot with my identity that my identity as sort of a staff member within strength culture might sound a bit odd. Um, I know I've had a few chats with some people about this, but like um, what my actual value is to the team, it it has been something that I've wrestled with a lot over the last couple of years. And um, I purposefully have taken a step back from trying to be um, sort of this like front person. Um, I want our team to succeed. I want our brand to be known as a team. A lot of our, this is actually something that I discuss um, within my first online course, which is Business 101. Um, But this idea of like identifying differentiated factors within both yourself and your business and, and, and trying to lean into those differentiated factors. And I think one of our strongest differentiating factors, especially here in Australia, is the team of strength culture. The four of us plus Donnie uh, behind the scenes is never in front of the camera, but he's an integral part of us. So the five of us really, um, I think that is our strongest suit of what differentiates us away from pretty much everyone else in this industry in Australia. And it's always been a push that I've wanted the team to be out there. And, and that's why we have a group podcast. That's why all of our social content is all of us. We, we, we have fun, we banter, we do all of that sort of stuff because I think that leaning into that is going to hold us in the, the best stead as we grow our brand and as we grow what we want to do in this industry and the impact that we want to have. Um, and as part of trying to get the team more involved, which I, I, I again, personally, just sort of reflecting uh, in my team meeting, uh, I, I feel like that I've, I've, I've done that successfully. But as part of that, it meant that I kind of had to stand back a little bit and kind of pull myself, um, just pull myself personally back from trying to be quote unquote, the front man. Um, and I don't think that I have done a bad job with that at, in any sense. I think, again, we've been successful in building that sort of stuff. But for myself and my personal identity, it, it really, I, I, it, again, it's just something that I have battled with. And um, you you may have seen like my social media, like I don't really, I, I've gone through patches where I've made content. I'm always hitting on my stories and talking dumb shit and reviewing a pizza or whatever the fuck. But um, I haven't, I haven't gone out of my way to make content, to push my personal brand, to develop my personal sort of goals um, because of that focus being more so I want to build strength culture and everything that is strength culture. Um, And it uh, it was only since June. So June this year, uh, I had three very, they weren't so much important conversations. They were just actually just passing conversations with people around me. not, not directly in the team, actually external people, quote unquote acquaintances or just people that I know in the industry, friends of the industry, absolutely, but not directly related to strength culture. They were just passing conversations and it all happened within about a two-week period and I, 
actually must shout out David Gray. Um, this was unrelated to those conversations, but he sent me a voice message after um, after he he had done his seminar here. He, he came and did a, a lower body basic seminar. It wasn't a lower body basic, sorry. It was, um, I think it was just his whole model. I can't exactly remember what it was, but um, obviously just typical David Gray stuff, very insightful biomechanical lens and rehabilitation processes and progressions. And he was here for the weekend and uh, I went and had dinner with him after uh, with some of the attendees of his workshops and had a really good conversation with him, like actually got to meet him and, and get to know him a lot more personal. I was driving him around and, and all of that sort of stuff. And just at the end, maybe like two or three weeks later, he just sent me this very like personal voice message and it was just like a G up for me. And it was, um, he, he pretty much just said like, for lack of like f- paraphrasing, but you're, you're doing really well. Like it was, it was, it was obviously phrased, but um, cause I had opened up to him a little bit about some of my struggles with this, this sort of like personal identity within the brand, working for myself, what do I actually want and, and all of this sort of stuff. And he, he kind of just like G'd me up and he was just like, you're doing so well, man. Like, um, I, I view you as somebody that is succeeding and doing great things. There's no reason why you can't reach out and ask for more within the industry and do more for yourself alongside this. And it, it's something that I sat, sat on. I actually teared up listening to it because I think it was something that I had to hear um, from someone else. Not that I need validation from other people, but it was just something that I had always battled with was that because I definitely have this attitude to work and life where I strive for so much and I want to achieve so much, but then I sometimes get disheartened when I haven't exactly achieved exactly what the goal is or I'm not seeing the numbers or the metrics and all of this sort of stuff or the growth potential. And I'm always wanting more. It's definitely something that I, I need to like sit and smell the roses with Laura. If you, if you're listening to this, something that she's always trying to tell me um, to like, just reflect and be like, look, things are going fantastic. Like you don't need to put all this pressure on yourself. But um, that, that voice message along with a bunch of three particular conversations. And again, they weren't direct conversations, but they were just passing conversations with other people within my sphere. And I just sort of sat there and I thought, why haven't, why haven't I really put my mind towards something for myself? And I was also seeing a psychologist at the time, um, which was probably one of the most beneficial things I've ever done for my personal sort of just mental headspace. And I'd highly recommend um, if you're somebody that's toying with the idea of seeing a psychologist or speaking about these sort of things with uh, professional people, I would recommend it. I cannot recommend it enough. But going through that process, um, my psych, she she was trying to get me to identify what my personal goal with business is. Not, not what I want for the team and the success that I want for strength culture and all of that, but what does it mean to me and why do I do these things? And it always just came back to, I want to impact this industry. And I feel like I have, I have impacted a group of people within the industry. Um, for those people that have followed me and undertaken my courses and have seen the value that I can have um, from an education standpoint or a mentoring standpoint, or just sort of like a career development standpoint for a lot of the people that come through my courses and all of that sort of stuff. I know the impact that I can have. And I've kind of sort of shied away from that over these last two years in an attempt to 
build strength culture, which is my fundamental business. But I, th- I do believe that I have kind of taken a step back personally with my personal career development in an attempt to push that. And throughout that process, seeing the psychologist, hearing the, the very kind voice message from David Gray, and then those three conversations, it was kind of just like this huge alarm bell for me to, to really fine tune and actually develop something that for myself and my personal aspirations, not just strength culture, but my personal career aspirations uh, and the impact that I want to have on the industry. And that's since June, I, I, I then just very quickly, this is something else that I very quickly like to do, but um, I just created this like June development offer. Um, and for the people that came to that, I had Durham McGuinness in there, which was awesome. Dermo, hopefully you're listening to this, but he's another one that sort of just has started to like be in my circles a little bit more. Um, James George, a new member here who's just really – Talia as well. There's, there was a bunch of people that came – Eamon. There was a bunch of people that came to those sessions. Um, and it was just like a weekly biomechanics chat. Uh, it was – I think it was one hour per week for four weeks across the month of June. Um, and it was my first – real step back into in-person education. I know I rambled at the start of this podcast about um, my hatred for Zoom and I I do hate Zoom. I think there's a time and place for it. But if you can do in-person education, I think it's so much better. Um, and And through that process of June, it just like lit me back up. I remember leaving those sessions and I was like, physically like pumping the air like I'm I just felt like it had just lit my soul on fire again and I I could feel this new direction and all of that sort of stuff and then eventually that June development turned into understanding movement um, which I've now run in Melbourne Uh, I think that was in August I've just done one in Sydney the Sydney group was fantastic not to say the Melbourne one wasn't fantastic but I don't know just traveling to Sydney my flight got cancelled I was gonna pull out and I was like no fuck it I want to do this I want to be there I want to educate I want to drive this thing forward um so I fucking hired a car and I drove up the I drove up there I got 10 hours got in at 11 o'clock ordered a pizza ate some chicken wings went to bed, woke up, there was car shit all over my fucking car, like some pterodactyl had fucking diarrhea all over my car. Um, but it was, I don't know, it just lit me up. And I was like, I, I, I want to be doing this. I need to continue to do this. Again, I'm just going to come back to that term, that impact. I know the impact that I, I can have and I want to have. And um, throughout that process, I, I was like starting to reframe how I was going to do education. I don't like the launch model. I, I really don't. I think you have to create offers. And again, this is something that I discuss in Business 101, but I think that you have to create offers and, and package what you do in a appealing way for clients and potential people. Um, but I don't think for myself and my attitude and my mental uh, sort of strengths, um, I don't think the launch model of mentorships works well for me. And the reason is, is because I have a very all or nothing approach. Um, and I, I, I have the tendency to push incredibly hard for two or three months. And then when I get through that process, I just pull, pull back. And I, 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 I almost become avoidant of work and I become avoidant of wanting to do things and I step away and it's not like a recharge thing but it's almost like ah, I've done that fuck that I'm just going to move on something else will interest me and I'll, I'll, I'll it's very ADD driven and um, again 
working with my psychologist, I've developed some strategies to help manage that. But part of this process was I don't want to undertake these launch offers for my mentorship. Um, because every single online mentorship that I've done, and I've now done three iterations of it, I did the online CDPs, I did business as a standalone, and then I did the online mentorship. The first one was hugely successful, and then I felt like I could take my foot off the brake. The second one was still successful from a metric standpoint and, 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 and how many people got involved and all of that sort of stuff. But because I had taken my foot off the accelerator, it meant that I sort of coasted through the second one. I, I didn't really want to update sort of the slides and all of that sort of stuff and I found myself getting quite sort of um, just swimming in mediocrity with sort of the third or the fourth intake of those sort of things and it's happened three times in those three processes for my online mentorships and I felt that this is not something that I want to do moving forward like I can't just keep pushing hard for, for an intake and then taking the foot off the accelerator and pulling back and, and, and doing all of that sort of stuff I want to build something that is more steady and more long-term. And then this is why I've now built Training Model. And this is where we sort of come up to the present day, which is I've just launched Training Model, um, which is my new website. If you want to go to it, www.trainingmodel.com.au, which fundamentally will become my personal aspirations within this industry everything that i'm going to do that's separate to strength culture will run through training model this is this podcast this is why this is now a solo podcast um i'll probably I'll, I'll probably have guests eventually but um for the time being like i just plan on doing this by myself uh and just talking shit within the team team meeting that's where that 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 name change i really want to call it team meeting maybe i'll just bite the bullet and call it team meeting but um it's just something that i yeah, training model is just something that I think is going to allow me a little bit more freedom in the way that I like to operate, but still having like an undertone of opportunity for people, new people coming on and coming through sort of whether it be the podcast or my, my socials or through through strength culture that see me or my in-person education events, all of that sort of stuff where people can just check in and see what there is to offer. That's not these aggressive launch processes of online mentorships and all of that sort of stuff. And that's why strength culture currently, oh, sorry, training model currently has one short course, which is business 101, which I will talk about a little bit with this, but um, that's the first course that's on offer, which is uh, I think it ended up to be six and a half hours worth of like foundational business topics and concepts covering uh, five main modules. The first one is like mindset and foundational principles of business uh, and then marketing sales, retention, and finance, which is fundamentally just building your back end of a business. If you're a young coach or a young personal trainer, I, this is all the stuff that I wish I had when I first started Strength Culture. It's it's the systems and processes I've developed over the last seven years uh, in running Strength Culture and developing a coaching system, developing a team of coaches underneath me, um, and moving through the process of growing my business to where it currently is. Um, it's all of those processes and back-end systems and everything that, uh, again, I wish I knew when I first started really trying to tackle business development. So um, that's the first course that's up there. Six and a half hours worth of content, four hours of four and a half hours of pre-recorded sort of context and videos covering all of the foundational things within business uh, and across those five main modules. And then two hours with 24 or 25 homework tasks that are specific to actually 
taking action with what we've just gone through and what we've just learned. So that's all available currently. That's Business 101. Uh, I've currently got 15 coaches in there. So if you're in there, keep trucking through the content, keep applying it, keep asking questions. I'm here to help. And if you're interested, you can jump through uh, the links in the bio or the first link down below uh, in the show notes down here. But uh, I've also got a small... Uh, a $75 discount if you do want to jump in there. Uh, I'm going to use the code team meeting, one word, um, and you can you can use that to get $75 off, whether it's the upfront or the payment plan option for Business 101. But that's the first course that I've developed. Um, and obviously, I've developed been developing the content for that course through my online mentorships and the business stuff that I've been doing online and working with one-on-one sort of mentoring roles, something that I've just taken the the brakes off or taken the foot off for now, but I will probably step back into more one-on-one um, sort of business mentoring, I guess, uh, as we continue to develop this training model and, and build out what I want. But the next step for that is going to be a coaching foundations course, which will be launching in December. And that will be all of the practical side of what my mentorships were. So um, it will be discussing key principles around programming and coaching, as well as unpacking some key models and lenses that I use and that I recommend you use, which will be things like the BPS model, the top-down, bottoms-up model, and the constraints-based model, uh, and then some application in client management and athlete management and, and moving forward from there. And within those two standalone courses, that is fundamentally everything that I used to cover within my structured online mentorship. So I've really just taken that online mentorship and developed two short courses. So the Coaching Foundations course, which will be called Training Model, uh, that will be live in December. Um, so that w- there will be a launch process for that, obviously, but that will then be available to just be downloaded from my, my website as well. And you can unpack that. And um, again, it just sort of I think it's going to allow me a more consistent, steady work strategy rather than these very aggressive, hot and cold moments um, that the mentorship sort of built for me. So that's currently where we're at with training model. Alongside that, I'm I'm definitely getting back into on uh, in-person events and seminars and workshops and all of that sort of stuff. So I'm fine-tuning, understanding movement currently. Uh, again, I've run it twice, once in Melbourne, once in Sydney. My plan, and this is something else that we'll have to discuss in today's uh, team meeting, uh, which is going to be uh, how that's going to look next year. Obviously, I'm, I'm about to become a father. That's another big reason of sort of why I've been sort of looking to – internalize like what do I actually want to do like why 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 am I going through this process yes I want to build strength culture to become a a well-recognized Australian strength training performance training brand but also what am I doing for myself and my own career and my own personal aspirations and the impact that I want to have uh, because I'm about to be a dad and uh, one of the questions that came through and I'll unpack that towards the end of this episode but um it's important to me, I think, to, to start to really fine-tune exactly the direction that I want to move for that reason and my family and, 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 and all of that sort of stuff. So um, there will be more in-person events coming. Um, obviously, I need to understand First, I need to become a dad and see what that actually entails and how much free time I'm going to have and can I duck off to Queensland or, or Sydney for a weekend or is it going to be a flying in, a FIFO job, flying in, fly out? Um, 
all of that sort of stuff, I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. So I can't give you dates right now. I'm probably going to try to run a Queensland one before the end of this year. Um, Nexus, Will and Mickey, congratulations on your wedding. Fantastic weekend last weekend in Byron. I loved it. Uh, I had a sore head the next day, slamming gin and juice, too many gins, too much juice, vitamin C overload. But uh, it was a fantastic wedding. So congratulations to Wiki, Mickey and Will. Um but they've reached out and they're like, yeah, we're happy to host you. So it will more than likely be at Nexus and we'll probably just find a date where I can do that before the end of this year. But there will be an understanding movement coming to Queensland. Um, but yeah, those in-person events are going to be rolling a little bit more um, regularly, I guess, as I begin to step back into growing what I know I can grow from an education standpoint. And part of that is just this podcast. And, and again, that's the next phase of training model, which is just having a space uh, where I can talk about the things that are specific to me and what I'm, what I'm interested in and uh, more from a education side of things rather than just the fun stuff that we talk about on the Strength Culture Podcast. Like I just don't think that that's the right platform. I don't want it to be about me and what I'm doing. I want it to be about us and what we're doing, what Strength Culture is doing. So hence why this is here with this final, uh, with this first podcast. And again, if you're enjoying the podcast, please share it to anyone that you think might get value from this. Again, I know it's only one episode, but this will be coming out weekly. I've given myself the goal to do 30 weekly episodes before I make a change to the schedule or make a change to how I'm running them or anything like that. Um, so this is one thirtieth of phase one of the, the podcast. But um, yeah, if you are enjoying it and if you are getting value from it, please share it around uh, to anyone that might also enjoy it. Uh, it G's me up when I see tags and stuff on social media. So yeah, and that's, I think that's kind of gets us to where we're currently at. Uh, it was a long way. I think that was probably, that was nearly 30 minutes. Holy fuck. But um, that's kind of where I'm at and why I'm doing the things that I'm doing and sort of my mindset around some of these changes and the struggles that I've gone through over the last couple of years. Um, but I do feel this invigoration with work again. Uh, and it's something that I have gone through fleeting moments of. Um, but at a personal level, I haven't felt this way, I want to say, since I started working at uh, strength, like building strength culture back in 2016 when we first started and putting in hours and all of that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm G'd up and I do thank you for being part of it and I thank you for sticking with me and I thank you for keeping checks on me and following along and um, just keeping an update of what strength culture is up to and all of that sort of stuff. Like I really do appreciate it. I can't stress that enough um, because it has been a bit of a process uh, for myself at a personal level to get to where I'm currently at. So yeah, there's a lot of exciting things to come and I'm sure that you're probably going to uh, find some value somewhere along the line, especially if you're a young coach or a young personal trainer or somebody looking to develop a gym or a business and all of that sort of stuff. Like I know there's going to be some gold within all of these rambling shit talks. That's covered majority of what I wanted to get through, which is really good. Um, and then Part of this is, so part of this podcast, I want, uh, so I love Hamish and Andy's podcast. Uh, every Thursday, Thursday is my golf day. I played golf this morning. Today is Thursday. Um, what did I do? I shot a 36 points, Stableford, if you, don't, if you don't know what that is. I was on 36 points coming into the 18th hole, uh, which is a great day, fantastic day. Um, and then, fuck, I just drove. I got ahead of myself. I hit a great up and down recovery shot. 
um, on the on the seventeenth, I had a bit of adrenaline. And I was like, I was performing well, and I just left my club face open and sliced this fucking ball along the eighteenth hole. I reckon it's ended up in a car park. I've probably smashed a Mercedes in Victoria, but um, and then I had to. I couldn't find the ball. Obviously, I couldn't. I couldn't be fucked running back and hitting a provisional. So I was just like, "Fuck it, I'll just pick up." So uh, finished with thirty six points. It would have been about, I think, a, about an eighty four strokes. My best is eighty one. Um, so a great day out there today. But Thursday is my podcast. Uh, Thursday is my golf day. And on the way to golf, I listen to the new Hamish and Andy podcast, and I fucking love the Hamish and Andy podcast. The structure of the Hamish and Andy podcast was something that I wanted to try to create with the Strength Culture podcast, where we have like sort of like 10 to 15 minute blocks and we cover a topic and we have fun with it and people send things in, but it was, it was so much harder to organize than I thought it was going to be. So part of this podcast is going to be a weekly sort of question section for the people that are listening and and, and following along. Um, So part of that is that there is a link in my bio, the very bottom link in the bio, which is like a contribute to the podcast part where you can ask whatever the fuck you want. You can ask a specific question about something that you want me to unpack or just updated life things or whatever the fuck. Like I want to have fun with it. Part of this podcast, I'm probably going to talk about golf a lot. I fucking love golf. I'm addicted to golf. I can't stop thinking about golf. I just want to get better at golf. Um, so I know there'll be some things about that, but I know a lot of people enjoy my like pizza sort of tours and reviews. I definitely got that idea from Dave Portnoy, but um, even the shower review I did got about 15 people responding to that and they were like, yeah, I, I appreciate this. I think about this same sort of shit. So whatever the fuck um, you want to you want me to sort of ramble on and talk about, I'm happy to do that within this show. It will will always be towards the end of the podcast, which is where we're at right now. But um, there is a link there if you want to contribute to the training model or the team meeting. Uh, We're going to run with both of them right now. Um, But uh, yeah, if if you've got a contribution or a question, please just ask it. I'm happy to unpack it. Um, And I put a QA and a box up yesterday for my Instagram. I had about 20 responses, which was great. Sometimes you put those Q&A boxes up and you get nothing and it fucking kicks you in the nuts and you're like, fuck, does anyone actually listen to what I'm talking about or what I'm doing? Uh, but then again, look in the mirror. I haven't been consistent with my content and I haven't really been pushing my personal brand and my personal development. So why would people ask me questions sometimes? But I had a really good response to this one, which is awesome. So I've picked three from there, uh, which I'm going to unpack uh, right now. First one from Brady Deaton, uh, who just did my final intake of the mentorship. He is uh, a young coach, potentially looking to open up his own little space and do his own little thing, which is awesome and exciting. And I know he took a lot of value from that online mentorship. He was texting me yesterday uh, about setting up another phone call. So shout out Brady Deaton. I know you're going to be listening, but he had a question related to center of mass. That's a key concept of my movement model, this idea that center of mass is sort of the the crux of human movement and everything is a response to the management of gravity and the, the management of the human system center of mass. Um, and it's, again, it's the foundation of what I teach when I, when I discuss understanding movement. And it is going to be a concept that we unpack deeply throughout all of these chats because uh, I love anatomy um, and 
I think it's the easiest way. Like if you follow, if you've ever followed, like if you've ever dived into PRI, if you've ever dived into some of like the Eric Cressy application of PRI for athletic development or Mike Robertson, Bill Hartman's compression expansion model, which then flows into people like Angus Bradley and the discussion of that sort of stuff. If you follow David Gray, uh, a Gary Ward, uh, a Pat Davidson, uh, a Connor Harris, all of these names, they all have very similar I like to view it as a skeleton first model of movement where they're going to be mainly just discussing the skeletal positions and the skeletal changes. And then the muscular sort of um, the muscular lens is layered on top of that skeleton. Um, and that's the, that's that style of sort of understanding movement. The other side to that is the very bodybuilding traditional strength and conditioning strategy, which is muscle centered uh, approach to human movement and that is that muscles just pull on bones so the bone position is a response to muscular action i don't believe that that is the best way to learn human movement i believe the best way to learn human movement is skeleton first and the skeleton dictates muscular action and the muscle is a response to skeletal position and then people always ask me and i get these fucking dms or oh, well then what's moving the skeleton gravity gravity is constantly pulling on our system it pulls directly down on the system however because of the human structure it actually pulls us forward and down and this is why we shift forward this is why we uh, look forward this is why we move forward walking and running and gait is just destabilizing the system shifting the center of mass in front of the base of support and then reacting to that with our locomotion strategy on top of that. So um, this is why I much prefer learning human movement and teaching human movement from a center of mass and gravity standpoint first. And if we can understand the skeleton as a response to that, we can then understand why the muscular system is doing what it does. And I like to think about dumb meat. Muscle is dumb meat. It just responds. All it can do is contract and create tension. That's all a muscle can do. So that contraction and tension generation is a response to what gravity has done to the system. So um, Brady has asked me here, do you think that physiotherapy would improve with an understanding of center of mass? Um, and I don't want to shit on th physiotherapy. I think it's the same with every industry, but there are just people that have very outdated views on everything. And I think there's a bunch of amazing physios and exercise physiologists and all of that, that have a deep understanding of how humans move and why we find the positions that we're in and why these sort of common complaints and mobility things and all of this sort of stuff pop up. Um, and then on the flip side of that is there is some there's just some people that just don't understand it. They've, they've maybe gone to a couple of short courses and they understand that a muscle pulls on a bone and then that happens and then the muscle is then tight and that's restricting the movement and then we've got to either stretch or activate the muscle and all of that sort of stuff. Like, do I think an understanding of center of mass and gravity, a, a deeper understanding of that will help physiotherapy? I'll take it a step further and I think it will help everyone. Um, everyone that deals with humans and human movement, I think if you step back, understand center of mass and gravity before you start to layer on muscular actions, I think everybody will have better outcomes with their clients and with, with their rehabilitation and whatever. So I don't think it's just 
center of mass uh, for physios. I think it's for everyone. Every coach should understand it. Uh, and this is why I love, um, this is why I personally really enjoyed going through like the PRI, Eric Cressy, Bill Hartman, uh, Zach Couples is another name uh, that I didn't throw out before, but the, uh, the Gary Ward, David Gray, Pat Davidson, all of these sort of people. Uh, and I really resonate with how they discuss and talk about human movement is because they use this skeleton first model. And there's a reason that these people, people are interested in what they have to say and how they navigate and understand these concepts. Because I think fundamentally, People know that the muscular system isn't the answer. It's just not the answer. Um, because why are so many people running into the same problems over and over again? So yes, I think that this center of mass gravity sort of application thing is, again, I'm biased. I know that, but uh, I think it's the most important thing. So it's something that we're going to unpack a lot more. I'm sure I'll get questions on it just from this episode. But uh, if you are interested, you can come to my, one of my understanding movement seminars because I unpack my whole strategy and how to understand it layer by layer. Uh, it's a very progressive seminar in terms of we learn a couple of key concepts and we just add layers and layers and layers onto it until we get to actually what does this mean for performance. So yes, I think it will help everyone. Uh, I don't want to bash on physios because I can bash on coaches. I can bash on personal trainers. I can bash on strength and conditioning coaches. I can bash on whoever the hell I want. This is my, my team meeting. I can say what I want, but um, I think for the most part, the industry as a whole doesn't understand this stuff deep enough. So part of my job now is hopefully to teach you. So yeah, thank you, Brady, for sending that in. Next up is Tom Vale. Fatherhood, how am I feeling? There was probably like three or four people that asked this, but uh, I fucking love Tom. So uh, I'm going I'm to give him the credit. Um, but how am I feeling about fatherhood? I'm first excited incredibly excited. I can't wait. Um, I just thought I kind of have one idea in my head that I just want to be fun. Like uh, my parents were so supportive and, and gave me everything and still give me everything to this day. Uh, and obviously I want to create that for my kids as well. But um, I think on top of all of that, I just want to be a fun dad. I think uh, I just want to have fun. I want to laugh. I want to laugh with Laura. I want to enjoy it all and all of that. So I'm incredibly excited. I'm incredibly, uh, I just can't wait for the fun that is going to be had from this. I know it's going to be stressful. I know that maybe my golf is going to be impacted, but at its core, like I'm just keen to have fun with the whole process. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm definitely nervous. Like I'm I run a business and uh, there's volatility to that. It's it's risky to run your own business, especially in our industry. Um, like, fuck, this, this industry just ebbs and flows. But um, I, I do... I, there are some nerves around all of that, but I, I'm, I'm confident in, the, in our direction and what we're trying to build and, and do. So some of that is, is sort of uh, at bay, I guess. But there is some fucking nerves around all of that sort of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, and, and one other thing that I wouldn't mind uh, just sort of unpacking here because I know a lot of males and a lot of people around my age that are probably moving into potentially fatherhood and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and it's something that every now and then I would hear it from other people uh, around me that had either just become dads or were, were starting the process of all of that sort of stuff. Um, and it is a topic that I would like to talk about more because um, – Laura and I, well, Laura had a lot of uh, fertility problems, PCOS, um, 
endometriosis. Uh, she had two surgeries for her endometriosis to get rid of scar tissue and to get rid of some of that additional tissue that was building up. Uh, a bunch of like medical, uh, medicinal sort of interventions related to like um, f- fertility and ovulation and all of that sort of stuff. And it, it was incredibly stressful and it was the fucking worst and I think part of that was my struggles over the last couple of years. But uh, we unfortunately also had a miscarriage last year. And it was a very difficult process for me because I wasn't at the forefront of it. I, none of the hell, I had to have a wank and get my sperm tested. But outside of that, once that was all cleared, it was like, this is kind of, it was something that she was facing head on. And I was just sort of there to support and do my best, um, even though I'm not a very emotional person at the best of time. And I struggle with emotional support, but something that I've had to develop um, and I still suck at it, but I'm trying to get better. But um, the process was incredibly difficult and very, very stressful on Laura, her health, uh, her body, um, our relationship, obviously, we're very strong and, and we got through everything, but it was just a very difficult process. And I know there's going to be a lot of males that probably face similar things because I kind of felt help, I felt helpless in a lot of ways throughout that process where I couldn't really, there wasn't anything that I could do. I wish I could take on that pain or take on those processes and all of that sort of stuff, but I, I really couldn't. I, I just had to be the best person I could be at home and, and help around the house as, uh, as much as I could and do things and, and be supportive in areas and, 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 and all of that sort of stuff. It was a very difficult process for myself to navigate because Arguably, it's the most stressful thing that I've ever had to go through and we've ever had to go go through. So um, I just want to open this sort of chat about fatherhood in saying that uh, as excited and everything that we are both feeling right now about the future and, and all of that sort of stuff, um, to get to this point was incredibly difficult and challenging and there will be people out there that are either going through a similar thing or... Uh, struggling or maybe just started the journey and it's not going as easy as the movies and all of that sort of stuff. Um, But there are a lot of people that share these similar stories and you're not alone and you can reach out to people and people will want to listen and they will share their own experiences and stories from their own struggles and and challenges through the process Um, because it's not, at least for us, it is not this... It is. It has not been what like the movies or the traditional understanding of developing a family, where it's all fun and you're just like, yeah, wow, this is happening. Every turn for us was just more stress, more anxiety, and all of that sort of stuff. So, I'm so grateful that we're past that, and in the same sense, I'm so excited for that. But it was a challenging period, and if you are listening to this and if you are going through it uh, and struggling, and it's not an easy process for you just reach out. I'm happy to chat, especially if if you're a man and you don't have anyone to talk to about those feelings and those those sort of stresses and the anxiety from being sort of on the sidelines as this process is unfolding. So um, I want to leave it with that because it has been tough, but I'm so excited. I can't wait. And I'm sure I'm probably going to talk about it more uh, as we continue to get closer and closer to it. So that's how I'm feeling, Tom. Thank you very much for contributing to the team meeting. Uh, next up is Nick, uh, who was one of our Singapore interns. This will be the last thing. Uh, why do I say one of our Singapore interns? He actually flew here to do our in-person CDP, which is fucking nuts. I wanted to, when I, when I went to Cressy in 2016, when I came back, part of me developing strength culture was I wanted to create what Cressy did for me. Not just like this traveling intern, but just a place that 
athletes and clients and people can come to get better, but then also coaches can come to and develop and all of that sort of stuff. And I wanted to create that with strength culture. And it was a kind of a sort of a full circle moment when uh, someone from Singapore reached out to me and said, I want to do this. Can I make this work? Can I travel and do it? And he moved his university and he did a a couple of subjects at Deakin and he was here for 10 weeks and he undertook our internship. So shouts out Nick, uh, a one and only international in-person intern. But uh, he asked me, what does business end game look like? And I guess this is kind of like the wrap up of this first episode of uh, my, my, my solo podcast. But for me, and I've thought about this in detail over the last couple of years, there's two main things. One, it comes back to impact and I want to have that impact that I know that the brand can have as strength culture, my coaches and our team can have um, and and just everything that we're doing, I I want to have that impact. Um, And then at a personal level, that sort of feeds into that. But I think my... I don't know when this journey will end. I don't have a clue. I don't want it to end. I fucking love it. it. It's so much fun and it's crazy that I can get to do this with four of my best mates and have have a laugh and all of that. But one of my main end goals is that, uh, and I guess it's not an end goal in terms of like destination. It's like a journey goal, but I don't want any of us to ever feel like we're we, we have sort of like capped out or tapped out the potential of development for our own personal goals within strength culture. Like for me, business end goal is just that we can continue to develop, can continue to build, can continue to find satisfaction in what we're doing um, and just continue to evolve with whatever endeavors that we want to look forward to and, and begin to grow. And that's why part of that brand development is so exciting for me, like the podcast and uh, the apparel line. Thank you to everybody that keeps selling out. We're, we're behind on orders. We need to increase our order size. I apologize, but um, like the development of the apparel line, the development of those lifestyle things, like the like all of that sort of stuff, the YouTube channel, I want to continue to grow that. But All of that stuff, I think, just opens more doors for us to continue to move down and grow into. Training model as well for myself is something that I can grow into and and evolve as I want to evolve. I think that is my end goal with business is that we can, as a team, can just continue to find that satisfaction and growth within what we're doing. Um, Our industry for a long time has always been seen as a young person's industry like you you sort of undertake coaching or personal training for a couple of years make some quick cash and then go and get a quote-unquote real job um i don't want that i want this to be we're here for I mean, we've been going for seven years now i want to be going for 17 years and if that's the end of the journey at 17 years throughout that process we've all grown and developed and built a skill set and, and done exciting things and found satisfaction in our work that is my end goal um and that is a wrap of Episode number one. Again, if you enjoyed the episode, please give me some feedback. I was nervous at the start and then I just rambled for nearly an hour. I don't think they're going to be this long moving forward. Um, I think anywhere between sort of like 25 to 45 minutes will probably be the length of these episodes. Um, So yeah, thank you very much for listening. If you made it to the end, I appreciate you. Please share it on social media if uh, you got some value from it or if you're keen to just see how this thing unfolds. It really G's me up again. Um, And finally, if you want to contribute, if you want to ask a question or anything like that, you can go through the final link in my bio on Instagram. 
And yeah, that's it. Also, if you're interested in Business 101, again, that short course, if you're a young PT, young coach, a young wannabe business owner, maybe you want to start a gym, all of that sort of stuff, uh, you can jump through the first link in my bio or the first link in the show notes. And again, code team meeting will save you $75 off your very uh, off the purchase, whether it's upfront, uh, which is typically $750 or the payment plan, five payments of $190. Uh, you can save $75 on either of those options um, to get started. Again, code team meeting. I'd love to see you in there. Um, and hopefully, hopefully I'll see you next week. Thank you very much.